0: Hello Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, book four. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at Blake.
1: Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metal Games supplement Baby Beestuary. Finn is the trainer of Ceruleus, a blue guard drake.
2: Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grim, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain.
3: Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Grey, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard.
0: You can also find the show on Twitter, at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Rather than fight Orizaba the Wise and completely overthrow Caravelle's government, you came to a compromise, one that is surely to her benefit. In exchange for you having Lynn Jarvis tried elsewhere, the Brass Dragon gains control over the city. Although she and Lynn had been working together on a drastically different remedy for the Withering, her greed and crimes do not seem as severe. However, the glimpses at the truth of their methods are quite disturbing. In an effort to sideline all of the gods, they connected with a power seemingly foreign to all other magic in the world. With Lin in custody, along with his casting implement, there is still time for further questioning before you send him off to Karami. However... You may be able to get some answers with the casting implement alone. Turning in for the night within the walls of the Church of Rebellion, you seek rest and recovery before continuing your journey south. As everyone dozes off, Pouchet emerges once more. After producing a number of small items and trinkets, he uses Akiri's arms to search even deeper within his pouch. He manages to retrieve another vestige, of Akiri's previous form, reattaching the halo like glow behind his head. Rather than returning to his statuette form, he wakes Darvin with a simple statement Darvin, we have much to discuss.
2: Darvin, how would you like I'm to react? Gonna pretend to still be asleep for a second. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: Give me a... Uh, you could
2: roll <laughs> deception or performance. This it's body lying break. in either way. It is not going to go well either way. Hang on. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I rolled a two, but I have a minus one. So it's not technically a crit <laughs> fail, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, not technically, no.
0: Darvin Fane's sleep. Parentheses,
2: poorly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm glad that roll didn't go well. It's fine. That's fine. <clears throat> Darwin.
0: what of your personal belongings do you still have on you when you sleep? Or do you go down to just your normal monk clothes and leave your bag
2: next to you? I'm trying to remember what the weather's like where we are. It's not cold, but it's not super hot either, right? Right, you're in Caravelle, you're inside,
0: the city's in the Autumn Belt, so temperate. Probably a little cool, but it's not freezing.
2: Then it probably, you know, is fairly stripped down to an underwear-like state. Whatever that would be for a monk.
0: Holy
1: mm-hmm.
2: underwear? I don't know, man, it's up to you.
3: Holy underwear? Monkey
2: underwear?
1: Monkey underwear? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Monkey underwear. Okay. Hmm.
0: Pouchet is gonna tug at your ear slightly. Mm, mm, mm. Dar Darwin saying your name with each shake. You can choose to ignore him if you want, but he's being a little uh, bit more forceful.
2: I don't yeah. I don't think there's a point in continuing. Oh I will wake up. <laughs> <laughs> it's <clears throat> Been a while, Darvin. Why? A while since breakfast? Since I've been out. Okay, then why?
0: You tell me. You don't
2: let me out, Darvin. Well, you seem to to have no trouble coming out on your own. That's... Different. Different how? I...
0: When you summon me, I can take. It's hard to take on my own. Interesting. I'm not used to this here. Give. What do you mean? Giving. Giving. Finding.
2: I... Want more. More what? I am
0: not sure. I have been finding lost things. You want more
2: lost things?
0: No, yes. Not things, but lost. I am finding memories, Darwin. Uh Uh-oh. I can remember fights now in a cave with the terrifying Tamani man. I'm remembering being not this a man. I had wealth, power. I want to know more.
2: But you didn't have a pouch. <laughs> I'm assuming, because humans don't usually have pouches. Not that I know what you're talking about or anything.
0: As the man, I had no pouch, no. In the fight, I did, but I was not quite the man. Taking things from the fallen makes me stronger. Makes it easier to find that which is lost. I want
2: more. More memories? Yes. More everything. You and me both. (laughs) Will you help me, Darwin? Uh, I'm at a loss for words. (laughs) I want to say no, (laughs) but I don't think that's the right answer either. Um, It's up to you. Okay, I'm gonna say, how can I help? Do you want me to steal things for you? I could do that. I mean, I'm not as good a thief as you are, or as. I want out more. I want to take more, so I can find more. But you need me to command you to do that? It doesn't work when you do it your own, on your own. I. I do not.
0: I cannot tell when. People have fallen. I may Can't? be able to take, but I... I... Until I come out, I don't know if somebody has fallen. You fight, Darvin. Okay.
2: I get it. Kinda. Let me reap those benefits. You... Pouch it wants to loot bodies. I... Yeah, I got that. Okay. We'll see what I can do. Thank you,
0: Darwin. The more lost things I find, if
2: I do not need them, I can give them to you. That is always appreciated. We like things.
0: The memories are mine, of course. Of course. Okay. Do you have anything else
2: to ask of Pouchet Ikiriru? Um, I guess not. I kind of want to be like, do you remember that you're mad at us and trying to kill us? But it's probably not the <laughs> best way to phrase that either. And I'm assuming he'll remember that if he remembers. So, you know, no. <laughs> I- okay. Perhaps eventually. I can't think of anything. All right. Well, I'm, I do plan to. I need to tell the others. So, like, Darwin is, okay, first thing in the morning, I'm going to be like, guys, we got an issue here. Okay. okay. <laughs> Pouchet will not go waking
0: up your allies just yet. He does have somewhat of a connection with you as you are the person who summons him. But if there's nothing else, you can unsummon him if you want. I can unsummon him when he... Hmm.
2: Yeah, he's still out and about, and the rules still apply here. kind of feel bad for him, honestly. But yeah, I don't think there's anything I can do for him right now, or anything else I can get from him. So I, I will unsummon him for the time being. But I do want to have that conversation with the others, like, as soon as possible.
0: Okay. Very good. Darvin, after unsummoning Pouchet, are you going to try to rest then? Yes. Okay. In which case, before we can wake up, we have one bit of bookkeeping that we have to do, and that is with Finnegan. Finnegan, you have creatures who require training. Yes. As part of your class, as part of being a tamer, your creature companions require steady discipline and instruction. And each time you take a short or long rest with one or more of them... You must engage them in training of some sort for at least an hour. On a success, they gain the benefit of training and may improve disposition towards you. And you may gain the usual benefits of rest as well. On a failure, creatures gain no benefit from the training. Their disposition towards you could worsen and you gain no benefits from the rest. Which is a lot of ways that things can go wrong. Mm -hmm. So, we need to handle that training. I guess, timeline-wise, this probably happened right before everybody went to bed, but this could have been later at night while you were in a different room or outside, since you do have now Cyril and Sunbeak to contend with, unless you are dismissing either one of them, I should say.
1: No. Okay.
0: I didn't imagine you would be, especially since you and Cyril are so very close, and you just made friends with Sunbeak, but wanted to put that out there. So, Finnegan, we need to do some taming, some training sessions. I've got the dock open right over here. The Baby Jerry by Metal Weave Games. Plug them again. <laughs> so let's talk. Um, let's just talk through this. Get through this fairly quickly and we'll see what benefit, if any, you gain from this training.
1: So um,
0: what does this DC start off as?
1: I'm going to one second.
0: Okay. I will see if I can find that. Mm, It starts with their disposition. That's right. That's right. So let's start there. Base disposition of each creature. Cyril is friendly or loyal?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've got friendly right here.
0: Friendly. And Sunbeak, I'm guessing, is indifferent. Yep. Okay. Okay. The last time we did this, you didn't have both of them at the same time, did you?
1: And we've done one with both of them at the same time.
0: Okay. Did we start
1: with the more difficult one? think so. Okay. I'm going to jot that down too so that next time we know that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it says right here in the modifiers. It's based on their and on the companion's disposition.
1: Um, and I have somebody get a wash for bonuses because she gets a plus two to being callous, but a minus two to being a beast. So... Okay. So that's
0: fifteen. What... Do we have from Cyril?
1: Cyril is, I believe, also a wash, but let me double check. Sin. Yes, plus one for timid and... Oh no, sorry, Cyril's not. Cyril's a plus two total. Plus one for timid and plus one for dragon.
0: Ah, okay. So that puts us at 17 to start with. We'll see if we're doing this correctly as we go. So if we're starting at a 17, then we get into the modifiers. And additional pets. Yes, there's two of them, so that would bump it up by three to mm-hmm. make it twenty. Disagreeable regimen. What's this regimen? This is end of the day, getting ready to rest.
1: What you doing? I was thinking about that, and I think for because they're they're working together here, and it's something I actually want to do with them. And I think the idea is using my animal handling, if you'll allow it for this task, I want to have them like team hunt food for Sunbeak.
0: Okay, so they're going to go out hunting mice for Sunbeak.
1: In an alley, yeah, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like how teaching them techniques where like maybe Cyril can like spook them and she can swoop down and try and catch one, that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Animal handling sounds fine for that. Okay, that's not a disagreeable regimen. This is fine. Uh... A snack. Are you giving them a snack?
1: I definitely think I'm down to like one snack left for Cyril. I think that's what we had said. Mm -hmm. And then, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think we had said that I had set some traps for trying to catch a mouse for Sunbeak at some point. I'm pretty sure
0: you caught one mouse and then gave it to Sunbeak,
1: uh,
0: which would leave you with no mice. But if you give a favorite snack... Two cereal you'll still get that dc modifier
1: cool so yeah i've got the one at least we okay We need to go buy some fish jerky before we leave town
0: <laughs> well i just gotta head up north where all the fish jerky comes from okay so we don't have to worry about the disliked snack uh favorable environment at least for sunbeak this is
1: oh no so, i'm sorry it's venison jerky that's my bad i, I mis- oh. misremembered i'm sorry go ahead yeah
0: Okay, so we that's a minus one. We bump that down to nineteen. Favorite snack for Cyril, yes. We bump that back down to seventeen. Low rations if their dietary needs needs have not been met this week. DC increases by three. Not a concern this time. Quality time you've spent quality time with Cyril, but not Sunbeak. Uh, so we'll give you the minus one this time. Repeat regiment first time you've done this one, so we don't need to worry about that. Temperament. We already Inverted took that account, into account. account. Mm-hmm. And unfavorable environment. Unless the city is detrimental to Cyril's lifestyle, I don't think we need to worry about that. Uh, Cyril now, and I think
1: Cyril's been trained and traveled enough. This is like her first big travels. But I think she's trained enough that like it, unfavorable environment would really have to be like... She's a blue Drake, so it would have to be something that's like really really wet or really really cold Mm. at at this point but that's my thought
0: yeah yeah I think given that it's a temperate environment and this is just a city and you've spent a lot of time with Cyril doing other training before we ever met the two of you city living probably was part of that Uh, so we'll leave this at 16 so yeah you can roll animal handling DC of 16 What's your bonus to animal handling?
1: Um, we double check, but I remember if I'm not correct, it's a seven. So it's not my best bonus, but it is my best that I could make sense of and not run arcana again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a 14 total. <sighs>
0: <laughs> well, on a failure, they don't get any benefit from the training. Their disposition towards you is not going to worsen today. This is the first time you've failed with them. But that means you also don't get any benefit from this rest. They're going to be keeping you up all night. Like Sunbeak was able to catch some mice, but it wasn't enough. Cyril was able to get some exercise, but it wasn't quite enough. So, Chris, roll on that mishap table. That's there on page 21. D20. Oh, I'm so excited for this. The 19. Nineteen. I don't remember if they get better or worse as the numbers go up.
1: I think they're pretty randomized, actually.
0: (laughs) The animal companion's appetite grows. Ah, it was reading my mind. Not enough food. It eats far more than it normally does during meals and makes every effort to get its master or the party to give it food from their plates. So, these animals are hungry. Wasn't enough food today. Cyril did a lot of work, had a lot of combat, a lot of running around. Finnegan, do you have any rations at all in your inventory?
1: Yeah, I have 10 days worth of rations. No, I have nine days because I used one.
0: Okay. Roll mm, Roll 2d6. Seven. Oh, okay. They ate seven days worth of your rations. Just gone. Holy crap. And the sound of them tearing through your pack and eating through your own personal rations is keeping you up. I don't know what kind of efforts you are trying to make tonight to get them to stop or to get them to sleep.
1: I think after they probably go through like the first three, I just kind of like push all the rations that I have left to the other side of the room (laughs) that I'm sleeping in in the hopes that they will at least quietly eat. And so I can try to sleep.
0: Oh, they'll, they will eat, and then Cyril will come over and just start licking your face, mouth-smelling of road rations, and Sunbeak will perch on top of you. And you feel Sunbeak's claws just kind of gently digging into your shoulders. And unfortunately, yeah, the three of you are not getting any rest benefits. All
1: Everybody three of Everybody else them? will be oh, able to no, sleep me okay. me and the companions, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, sorry. You and the two creatures. Uh, which is a consequence of the failure.
1: Oh, that also means that I'm like, I'm going to take a level of exhaustion, right? Um, Oh, that's a good or are question. we not going to add that level. Like, do I get enough rest that I'm not exhausted or, and then I just like, don't heal and don't gain spell slots. Or are we going to go all the way with it?
0: Just a second. Just to say, let me look up exhaustion. Cause it's not one that I really looked at. Mm. I think for this first time, we're not going to do exhaustion, but I guess that could always be an extra thing we slip in there if we need to slash want to. I think you're able to get like, you're able to lie down and close your eyes, but the rest is just not good rest. So you're not going to be exhausted, but you also didn't heal from the night's rest. You don't get your spell slots back from the night's rest.
1: Well, I think it's like, you know... I always picture like the healing and spell slot rejuvenation not as something that happens because you rest, but like while you're resting, you take time to bandage your wounds, right? And
2: mm-hmm. you take
1: time to refocus your mind on you to be able to cast your spells. And I'm just so distracted by these crazy freaking animals. I don't even get to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, Sunbeak's a new addition here. Maybe she enjoys playing with Cyril a lot, and the two of them play a lot more, too. And it's just, they're not getting sleep. You know, it's a kid's first sleepover. They're both tired in the morning. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm sorry about that, Finnegan, but luckily you're just here in a town. This didn't happen in the middle of a dungeon or anything. Thank
1: God. Also note to self, don't do the training right before bed. <laughs> <laughs> do it during a short rest.
0: <laughs> well, And there'll be plenty of long rests and short rests that just happen You know, out of focus. The only reason tonight's happened is because we had to do the business with Darvin. Mm -hmm. So we were actually focusing in on tonight. But okay. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. With that out of the way, morning comes. For some of you, much quicker than for others. Darvin may have gone to sleep a little bit later than the rest of you, but he still slept well. Finnegan is not looking so great. I don't know. Does Finnegan get bags under his eyes? Is his hair not combed? What's it look like after a poor night's sleep?
1: Yeah, I'd say like his hair is definitely like he usually wears it because it's like medium length. So it's long enough. He could tie it back, but he doesn't usually. And today it's like it's tied back his beard, which is normally kind of pretty well groomed into a point. It's a little like poofy. Definitely, like, dark bags under his eyes. Um, and I think, like, his, um... Uh, I'm just trying to think. Maybe that's, like, the key element of it. Um, Also, like, mm-hmm. his uniform's a little bit more wrinkled. Um. <laughs>
0: nice, nice. Everybody else wakes up. Darwin, artist health points, spell slots back up to where they should be. Nice. And before we get on with the day, let's talk about the party bonds. Previous day and the previous days overall, you all did a lot together. Set about overthrowing Lynn Jarvis and his greedy, greedy ways here in the city of Caravelle and had some partial success. Lynn is still there. He is asleep. He's waking up, but he is still gagged unless anybody ungagged him. And as such, we'll not be participating in this conversation, aside from a few muffled... But real quick, real quick, let's just go through the party notes and look at Bonds, see if there's anything that we need to update. Sam is at a plus five. He's staying at a plus five. He's good. Carolina is at a plus three with you all. And while she is glad that kind of in general, it was victory, there wasn't really any fatalities on your side. There were some injuries, sure, and... Some of the allies that you brought in to help you, you know, probably aren't doing so well. Some of them may have passed. I think the big thing holding her back from her bond increasing is the fact that you were right there, Orizaba was right there, and you all walked away. She knows that there is some wisdom in prudence, in uh, de escalating situations, but she was all set for a fight, and she's, she's in agreement with you all. Is that was not the best person. It may be an upgrade from Lynn, but is it enough of an upgrade? Mm. I think going down the list we have, we have Felicity who's at four. I think she's fine. Tonk is at three. He's good. Morello, though. Morello is one, He's he's the assassin in training. And he's hearing the story of what happened yesterday. He went all the way in there, all the way down there, and what do we have? We have Lynn Jarvis tied up, and we're going to send him to trial when we could kill him. And we left Orizaba there in charge when we could have fought her. He's a kid. You know, he's still young. He thinks he could have won. So he's feeling a little let down by what's happened. And unless anybody wants to convince him otherwise, this is going to drop down. He doesn't see the wisdom in the overall actions. Like, we were so close, all we had to do was put knives in people. He still thinks he could just knife Lynn Jarvis right now, and that would be a good thing.
3: I mean... I can can talk to him.
0: (laughs) Do you want to?
3: I... Yeah, because he can't just go around shouting about, like... I mean, he wouldn't shout, but, like... He's not
0: shouting. He's grumbling like, under I, his yeah, breath. He, I, I,
3: can't, I can't have him going around, like, grumbling that we made a stupid decision. Because it makes all of us look bad. Including mm-hmm. himself. Though I'm sure he doesn't see it that way. But No, he's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> the adults
0: made a mistake. He didn't.
3: Right. <laughs>
0: right. Um, sure. What do you say to him? I mean, this is going to be real quick... Give me the argument, and then we'll have a roll, and we'll see how it goes.
3: Okay. I mean, uh, I'd probably call him over and be like, "Hey, grumbles, give me just like, come over here a minute." Okay. I'm just gonna guess that you think we didn't make the right decision in uh, leaving Lynn alive and leaving Orizaba in charge. I'm just gonna- yeah.
0: That's that's what I've been saying. That that's what I've been talking about with Mahogany and Seth.
3: I know this is your training, right? Assassin's going to assassin. I get it. And I say that in, in a low voice, like I don't, you know. But you cannot stab your way out of every single problem. The wisdom here is that though Orizaba is in charge of the town, it is better to leave her here, someplace where we know where she is, we know where we can find her, we know where we can come back and stop her. With bigger guns. Because this is not just our fight. This fight actually. Goes way above. Even my pay grade. And the the only way. To effectively stop her. And whatever movement she's trying to start. Is to get the gods involved in it. You can't stab your way out of that. Unfortunately.
0: <sighs> I mean he definitely thinks you can. But you need to roll here to see. Uh, How well this argument went. This sounds like persuasion. Um, So Go ahead and roll it.
3: Yeah. I'm not likely to threaten a kid. Unless they've come at me with a knife.
0: (laughs) He hasn't done that yet.
3: Oh, Jesus. Wow. Well, I mean, that could have been one worse, but yikes. That's a 17. Oh, that's it? I rolled a 2. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Damn it. I haven't rolled that low in a while. Persuasion roll. Shit. mm
0: I think he says, I know you can't stab your way out of every problem. But we could have stabbed our way out of this problem. You're going to send him away with a bunch of assassins just for a trial when we could pay them probably far less and just make him disappear. And Morello's bond drops down to one. He's young, he's brash, he's bold. Every problem is a stabbing problem. Well, not every problem, but old man we have tied up who did bad things, that's a stabbing problem. Up next we have Parlin, and they will rejoice in the victories of their lord. So unless anybody wants to argue against them, Their bond is going to go up to four. Nice. They have now seen people with the withering, creatures with the withering fully healed. They have seen a tyrant brought in. Look at the mercy that we're showing. You know, we could have killed this person, but no, we're sending them off to a trial, an impartial trial, even.
3: Very (laughs) much. You go talk to Morello.
0: (laughs) Very much the opposite of Morello here. So unless anybody wants to convince Parlin not to drink this Kool-Aid, their bond is jumping up to four.
2: Oh,
3: can we not call it that?
2: (laughs) Drink the Kool-Aid. Drink it. Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh,
3: no. Naughty, naughty Kool-Aid.
0: I mean, Parlin's faith is their strength. But I mean, one wrong turn and it is their weakness. Okay real quick down to our last three here mahogany your halfling child who's a gang leader and while i don't think mahogany would have batted an eye at you taking out lynn or orizaba she has a little bit better understanding of you know sometimes these are pieces you move around a board rather than pieces that you throw from the board (laughs) i think she's gonna stay at two Uh, She did enjoy lighting some fires. That was a lot of fun, Uh, but she probably would have liked to do some more. Seth. Seth is a bookkeeper. Man, he is very glad that he got to stay away from things. He would love to get a look at the ledgers and things that Lynn had in his office. I can't remember. Did you all take any of those?
3: Yes, we did with the intention of giving them to Seth to look at.
0: Okay, okay. That's good. I think whether his bond goes up or down will be based on after he gets a chance to look at those things and you know, whether he's actually able to get anything from it and whether or not you all appreciate his fine, hard work that he does. <laughs> um hmm. I mean, he'll get to it, but um, you can tell he's not 100% pleased with how things went. We've got a divine being and a person with a demi-divine being inside of them. And how did you solve your problems? Like mortals. But you did solve the one problem you set out to. It's just, hey, you did the one thing, but you did it in a boring, mortal-type way. I don't think he's yet seeing it as a failing of his ability as a
2: teacher. It's more just like... (sighs) These students. He needs some administrative pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like you're all doing a group project and
0: everybody's doing the bare minimum. You're not living up to your potential. <laughs> Sorry. So perhaps if your next lesson or outing goes well, his might bump up for now. It's going to stay where it is at the one. And that's where we are. Just a small change there with Morello and Parlin. And let's get back down to today's. Okay. So we did the pouch it. We did the party bond update. We did Finnegan rolling for his training. So that's all the bookkeeping and all the last night out of the way. Morning comes. Everybody's awake. Finnegan is looking rough, but everybody's awake. Lin is waking up too, but he's not doing anything. What is the plan for today? I remember Um. you said you wanted to ship Lin out to Karami via the denouement. And if we want to tackle that first, we can. I really just want to know who is contacting them to set up that deal.
3: I think honestly, the first thing that happens for Arnas, because he doesn't usually wake up like this, usually it's a little slower. The first thing that happens, Arnis literally like pops his eyes open, he sits bolt upright, and he just shouts, Ristos! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Rhistos has been awake. He's perched on the back of a pew right now. He's kind of leaning a little bit to one side. Good morning, Arnus. A little loud for this early in the day, but what do you want?
3: Uh, It just occurred to me that I have two god-sized problems and I need to get the gods involved in them. How do I it? do that? What's the easiest way to contact like a lot of them at once?
0: What what are your two problems now?
3: Well, there's a a, a demigod who's um, very intent on uh, killing his father and taking his place and he's not cool. He's he's bad like you mm- Nobody wants him with more power. I think he would be a danger to both the world and the gods themselves. And two, Orizaba, who you'll recall from yesterday, is very intent on putting all the gods in a box. And I'm pretty sure they should have some warning so that they can, I don't know, keep an eye, stop her themselves. I don't know. Something. But they should know about these two things, like, immediately. And I forgot to do it yesterday. And I don't know how I did that.
0: I'm a little less concerned about that second one, but a demigod wanting to kill their father. Okay. He flies a little closer, gives a loud whisper at you. Is it Cade? Do we have to take Darvin out?
3: (laughs) No. Well,
0: then I'm at a loss. Enlighten me.
3: Um... Okay, you're going to have to remind me of his name because I don't... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I bet I wrote it down. Wait, 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 wait. I, I bet you did. I did. I did. Uh, I don't remember the name of the Dwarven God, though. I remember Levesque.
0: I will pull it up on the sheet just so I don't get it wrong, but I am 99% positive that the name of the Dwarven God is Gregic Ironhand.
3: Ironhand. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. I'm remembering Gregic this now.
0: Gregic Ironhand.
3: So, Levesque, Dwarven, Demigod, is um, going after Gregok Ironhand, and he's taking a crazy, floating island out there to where he thinks Gregok Ironhand is, and he's uh, got. Do I know? Do I know about Agnitai? Yeah,
0: I'm so positive that you do. You've met Agni-Tai and Levesque, remember?
3: Oh, right. That's right. Yes. Duh. Okay. And he's got um, Agnetai, the, the fiend goddess. Basically, like, subdued to his will, I guess, is the way to put it. I don't know how that happened, but she's helping him.
0: Hmm. Levesque. Levesque. Well, I guess the the real question is here, do we care if Gregok's not in command anymore of the dwarves?
3: Okay, so that doesn't actually concern me so much as who wants to take command from him. You don't want Levesque to have the power of a god. He is a megalomaniacal, crazy person.
0: Okay, okay. I will take your word for it. I don't recall him at this very moment, but I guess it shouldn't surprise you that Over the ages, the gods have uh, procreated a bit here and there. It's something that I've been meaning to talk to you about, Arnis, actually. It's very important. It's one of the top lessons here for you. But okay,
2: okay.
3: Wait, what?
2: You gotta procreate, Arnus? No, no, no. no.
3: (laughs) Just the rules
2: around it is all. Don't procreate, Arnis. (laughs) (laughs) not
3: not sure you're gonna have many issues on that front with me buddy but go ahead yeah whatever um so i'm sorry what are we doing we'll
0: we'll we'll get to that later we can talk about the rules and i mean if you need to know about the methods that's not really my area of expertise (laughs) but the gods have many they are not bound by mortal limitations Anyways, Orizaba wants to put the gods in a box. Why is that bad?
1: Remember, he doesn't like the gods either. Oh,
0: He's Um, not saying he can't help you. He just wants to know what's going on here.
3: Well, I mean, regardless of, you know, any meddling or whatever that the gods do, they do actually serve, like, at least a purpose of being a sort of beacon of hope. Hope, not to mention directly helping their people in many cases, or at least from what I've witnessed. So, taking them off the chessboard seems like a poor idea, unless you're planning to replace them with something which seems like an even poorer idea.
0: Oh, I have no plans for that myself. But we could always ask Lynn what his plan entails besides just a box. Um, Outside of that, you want to talk to the gods.
3: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Oh my! I just remembered where we are. Uh, we're we're in Caravel. Um, just a moment. There's a name of a place. There's a name of a place that we've already been.
3: Oh, you're looking for the name of that temple.
0: I'm looking for that. Te- ah, yes. Here we go. The
3: Temple of alethea <laughs> The
0: Chapel of alethea The Chapel of alethea <laughs> the chapel of Alethea, that's right. That is here at Caravel.
3: That was sort of where I was going, but it occurred to me that Arnus didn't know anything about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Because vale, vale never said... Vale went, and then Vale did not talk about it. Yeah. Ristos will say, Well, at one point in time, Tiff had made an artifact, uh, Tiff's mirror, that allowed one to speak to... All of the gods that they're connected to. You're not connected to all of them, but a good number of them. Of course, after the turn, it's changed a little bit. But last I heard, it was actually here in this city. Of course, if you want to speak to all of the gods at once, um, I suppose there are a couple of options there. You being divine now, you could try to re-enter a bulb and communicate with them through there. If you recall, there were uh, the threads and the tethers of all the gods in there. You were only concerned with those that were broken and about to disappear, but they were all there. Or, of course, you could go to the home of the gods. Now, that's quite advanced and could prove dangerous for you to take on at this point. Juncture. But if you want to try, the worst it could do is well, I don't know if it could kill you. I mean it could send you somewhere that you don't want to be, but anybody here who's a little uh vulnerable to things like death might not have the best of times if you get it wrong.
3: Well, I don't need to necessarily talk to all of them at once, but a few and then get them to spread the word would probably do it. So Where is this chapel? In this town?
0: Oh, I'm hardly a guide of Caravelle. I just... The last I knew it was in this city, you would have to ask around. All right. But the last I knew it was at one of Tiff's temples. I was told it was in this city. I don't know where that is specifically within this city.
3: Okay. Well, thank you. I'm gonna then wait until some of the people who like run this church wake up because, you know, they live here. They would know.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not worried about you getting that information. If you're just asking the
1: uh,
3: yeah.
0: the custodians, let's say of this church of rebellion, the priests and uh, deacons and elders and what have you. Oh mm. uh, yes. There was Rhonda Glenn, who's a deacon here. There's Carmela Hodges, who is the priest, and Franklin Elliott, who is the doorman, Val Quinn, who is an usher, and Cassie, who is also an usher.
3: My instinct was to ask Carmella, but they all live here, so, like, whoever... Well, I don't know if a doorman for-
0: lives here, but Carmella definitely would be around early in the day.
3: Okay. No, no, I mean, like, they all live in the city,
0: oh, presumably. yes.
3: Yes, like yes, that, they all live in the
0: city. I my... thought you meant so in the like, church itself.
3: No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. So, yeah, just like whoever I come upon first.
0: <laughs> yeah. You run into Carmella first. She's getting up, setting things out up front, uh, you know, getting her robes out, laying those out, tidying things up, asking if anybody here who's crashing for the night needs anything. You know, hey, do you need some tea? Do you need some water? Do you need to know where a nearby bathhouse is at so you can clean up for the morning? Simple things. She's not breaking the bank for you all. Especially not after your last uh, (laughs) religious law was passed. But Carmela will definitely tell you where the Chapel of Aletheia is if you want to find it. Cool. Oh yeah, it's pretty close to the Stained Court. It's a bit of a rundown place. Bit of a heap. The Apostle there. Real... Real hard to nail down. Real hard to know anything for sure about them. Helpful, though. I can say that much.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's really, like, the first thing I'm doing in the morning. And I'm not going to make a secret of it. Like, anybody can come with me if they want.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Is this what folks... Is this what everybody wants to do? Do you all want to go to this chapel?
1: Finnegan's totally down. A chance to connect and, like, experience the gods beyond... Arnis, yeah, that sounds uh like something I want to do.
2: Okay. Darvin. Darvin, absolutely.
1: Okay. One other thing is um for like just my own purposes, I want to say that Finnegan did not hear the discussion about going and like all of that with Ristos, cuz I don't want to just like I didn't want to interrupt but also like the idea of Agni Tai and Agni Tai's situation is something that, like, is important to him, but I didn't want to interrupt your moment, so, like, I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> and I'm kind of thinking I
2: didn't probably either, because Darwin is still super worried about Pouch It. Mm-hmm. So he's still, like, chomping at the bit to get in that word, and I, I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he would have let that conversation just happen if he'd been around. Okay. So... The three of you want to go to this chapel.
0: Are you going to leave all your allies here at the church? Who's watching Lynn? Is there um, anything they need to do while you're gone?
1: Can we arrange Lynn's transportation first? I don't want to just leave him hanging out here in town.
3: Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's actually true. a better idea. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. Get him Absolutely him That gets me back to
0: my original question. Who's contacting the denouement?
3: Oh, it probably should be me.
0: Or oh, you can or- give your... Her-
3: you know what? There you go. <laughs> I'm going to have Morello do it.
0: There you go. Okay. Who's going with Morello? Or is he doing this solo?
3: I just kind of gave him what for this yesterday. But I should... I, I'll, I'll go. Wait, now like, you are I'm, going? Well, I'll go with him. Like, just kind of to back him up. Just because I'm the other person that has, like, any standing with the guild. So, like, if I turn up there and I'm like, hey, I have this thing, like you know, they're not going to bat their eyes at me being there.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. I'm going to
1: say... We, Sorry,
0: go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, does it discount Moreau's ability to do his job if you feel like he has to be babysat just to go to the guild and come back?
3: See, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Because it's not like we're not going to to them eventually. No, you know what? I'm just going to send him on his own. Okay. And tell okay. him that I'm trusting him with this.
0: Okay. Morello, being an assassin, he's a junior member of the Denouement, surely, but he knows contacts. He knows how to find the right people. And I do think that this is something that the Assassin's Guild can do. It's definitely outside of the typical day's work. So mostly we're going to be rolling for how much this is going to cost. I figured. Rather than, you know, whether or not this can happen. So. I need somebody to roll a d20 plus one, because that's Merlot's bond. Who wants to roll? Not the way I've been rolling. I will. All right. d20 plus one.
3: I got a 15.
0: Hey, not bad, not bad, not bad. Almost made it to the top. Well, above 20 would have been top, top tier, but still pretty good. Let's grab some dice here and roll some monies. <laughs> Hmm? All right. That is uh, 40 gold to get this transfer to happen. Okay. Maybe it's because Morello is younger. Maybe it's because of his attitude when he goes into this guild hall. Uh, But you're not getting the best price you could. A decent price. Vale might scoff at it, but it's not like... uh, It's not a predatory amount, let's say. Let's go ahead and just mark that money off. And if you want, this can be the last you ever see of Lynn Jarvis here in Caravelle.
3: Yeah, it is.
0: Are you keeping his casting implement?
3: Yes, we are.
0: Because I want some time with that. Yep. Okay. By the time you return, Lynn will be gone.
3: When I see Morello after he's, like, arranged this whole thing, I'm just gonna give him a, like, hey, nice work.
0: All right. you'll, you'll see him when you come back from the chapel.
3: Yeah. I just didn't want to forget to do that.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Arnis is making mental note. All right. Give him a verbal high-five. Got He'll
3: it. me do good. But, like, do it all cash. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we want to go to the Chapel of Alethea. We have Arnus Darvin... And Finnegan, do you want to bring anybody else with you?
3: Really, since we've taken care of Lynn, if anybody wants to come with us, they should. Or they they can.
0: I mean, this is such a fun list of people who might want to come. Ristos is like, oh, absolutely not. I'm not going. No. 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 I do not want to talk to them. I barely want to talk to you. But no. No, no, no. (laughs)
3: What an asshole. I love it so much.
0: (laughs) I I would say Parlin, but Parlin just wants to connect with Aranus and, you know, don't need to go to a chapel for that. They are already following you all around. Other than that, it's Felicity, I think, who wants to go. Mm. She's been reconnecting with Favon, so she hears like, hey, this is a chance to go talk to some gods. Even if she doesn't get to speak with Favon, Directly, This will be very interesting. This will be informative. She's a priest. Group session with the gods. It's not something she's ever experienced. This will be fun or informative. Sam and Carolina don't feel they need to intrude. Marlowe's gone. Uh, Unless you ask Tonk to go, he's not going to go. Same with uh, Mahogany and Seth. Unless you ask them to. They're just going to be like, eh, that's not for us. Okay. Uh, Finnegan, are Sunbeak and Cyril coming?
1: I am going to take Cyril, but I'm going to leave Sunbeak to kind of her own devices, kind of giving her the instruction to, you know, watch over the chapel. Like, hunt around here, keep an eye out for anyone that is coming to cause trouble, but, you know, you're still learning, and I don't like absolutely love the idea of bringing you into a confined indoor space. <laughs> okay.
0: Really mostly concerned with who's actually going inside, but okay. Sunbeak yes. is patrolling outside. Then let's go. It's still pretty early in the morning here in Caravel. Yesterday's events have not fully resolved. People are a little confused about the new changes. Orizaba has yet to send out any proclamations or anything, but the tax collectors haven't been around since, well, since you kicked those two to the curb. But since then, they haven't been around. They've been hearing word that people are being let into the city without being charged the usual toll. But still, you know, they, they are not 100% yet. They're cautiously optimistic. The city's gone through one big change recently, and now here's another one. They don't know 100% what to expect. But the city's beginning to open up. And you make your way through past Awaking City, nearby the Stained Court, which does have some signs out there, but it lacks the panache that it did your first time here. It's less about the show. It's less about the entertainment and more about the, you know, just watch people hurt each other. But nearby, you do find the Chapel of Aletheia. It is a somewhat dilapidated building. It's got a few crumbling stones on it. But the door is unlocked. It does have the symbol to tiff out front. That colorful swirl. I want to say it's mostly gray. But yeah. And the door is open.
3: I'm going to go on in and kind of shout a greeting. I'm not trying to sneak up on anybody.
0: Okay. Okay. One second. I'm just seeing if I can find my la- the last time I described this place.
3: Ah. As
0: I wrote before. The Chapel of Alethea is a simple place of worship adorned with streams of gray fabric hanging among quaint chandeliers of glass and old polished metal. Several stone benches, off-white and with light orange streaks, lead to the front of the chapel where a thin curtain separates the room. Through the curtain, you can make out a person who's tending to some candles. And upon hearing you enter, I say, Hello. There's a number of you. Who am I addressing?
3: Kind of just do a a whip around for everybody. Like, uh, my name is Aranis. This is Finn, Cyril, Darvin, Felicity.
0: And as Echo, the shapeshifter, emerges, rather than seeing a shapeshifter, you see Aranis in simple fabric robes, gray and orange sash. Hair brushed back. Welcome to the Chapel of Alethea. How may I help you today?
3: Um, I'm here to see if I can speak with some gods.
0: I see. Is it just you then, Aranis?
3: The folks that came with me, they're here for their own purposes, but I'm guessing that they have the same goal though on a smaller scale i would presume more (laughs) (sighs) one-on-one
0: well the experience here at the chapel is typically a private one but if you wish to share it there's no rule against that as Um, long as you're willing to be open with yourselves and with your connections
3: at this, I'll kind of turn to everybody and be like, what I have to talk with them about is not a private matter. But I'm guessing that if we all go in there together, and I'm going kind to of kind of like turn back. I'm sorry. I've been incredibly rude. Um, what is what is your name?
0: Do not let my appearance fool you. I am not you. My name I- is Echo.
3: Echo. And I'll say you can... Correct me if I'm wrong, Echo, but I'm guessing that if we all go in together, then like we all share together. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, if you want to keep your conversations private, we can go one at a time.
0: Yeah. Does anybody want a private session in the chapel?
1: Not me. Finnegan doesn't need one.
0: Felicity is not sure what to expect so she'd rather do it with people she trusts Darvin and Aranis Finn, you know, she's getting there just met, recently met you, but if Darvin and Aranis are trusting you she will trust you as well Okay, well I mean if, if, if nobody wants a private experience here then yeah, I think we could do this all at once it just gets a little bit more wild the more people <laughs> that are in there <laughs> I did not know we're what be we're cutting. all about on this
3: podcast. Uh-huh.
2: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Echo <laughs> Echo looks at you, Arnis, and says Aranus Aranus, are you ready to face the truth?
3: I mean, is anybody really? <laughs> but yeah, as much as I can be.
0: <laughs> Very good. They step over to Finnegan, and Finnegan, as Echo steps in front of you, they shift and look exactly like you. Finnegan, are you ready to face that which mortals desire?
1: It's a really, like, deep question that Finnegan's not in the headspace to deal with because he's so tired. And so he just says... <laughs> I. <sighs>
0: hmm. Then Echo steps to Darvin, shifts into you, leg, sword, and all. Darvin, are you ready to face that which mortals fear? I mean. Yep. Very good. And then Echo approaches Felicity, shifts into her form, shrinking down, losing the arm. Felicity, you may face difficulties there, but I want you to know, and in fact, I want all of you to know, as in Felicity's form they turn. This this experience is not something you have to bear if you do not wish it. When you finish, you may choose to retain your memories of your time here. If not. I can remove them for you. All I ask is that, if you do choose to remember, you consider payment, you consider a kindness to the chapel, so that we may continue to serve. Are you ready?
3: I think I'm as ready as I'm getting.
0: Well then. Echo will lead everybody downstairs to a tan stone door, and they will push it open. And inside, you see a small room, empty except for a stone pedestal there in the center. The stone in here is drastically different from what you may have seen elsewhere. It is green and yellow, smooth, with layers of unfocused reflections. Even the interior side of the door is composed of this same stone. Echo holds the door open and motions for you to enter. I do so. Take your time if you wish. There's no shame in a quick exit. It's a difficult experience for some. When you're ready, simply shut the door and wait. And Echo will turn and walk back up the stairs. Alright. Just let me know.
3: Yeah, as soon as they're done talking, I'm like, well, um, there's no time like the present. And I head on in.
2: I'm right after Arnas. <laughs> And I'm
1: behind, uh, Darvin.
0: Cyril and all? Mm-hmm. All right, well then, with the five of you in, you shut the door, and it takes a moment. The room feels still. It feels like energy is bouncing off of unseen walls deep in the distance, as silhouettes begin to form within the stone. And this is where things get weird. When Vale was here, it was a limited number of attendees. But now? (laughs) We're going to have quite the attendance. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a Patron, go to patreon.com slash podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones thank you for listening to this chapter in seasons of skyrend if you like what you heard please leave us a five-star rating and review on apple podcasts or wherever you find us if you want to chat we're on twitter at skyrend podcast you can join our discord server or you can email us at skyrend podcast at gmail.com you can also find us online at skyrandpodcast.com. as always thanks to daryl barnes for creating our theme music you can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.